Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of moments in this first part of the season where we listen to too many people talking about how good we were. And, you know, that's, that's, that's poison. And I think we heard too many of those, too much of that noise, especially in the offseason. I kept trying to tell people, stop giving us the crown. But, but uh, well, not just that, because no one's expectations are higher than ours. But when you're a 20-year-old guy and somebody tells you how awesome you are, eventually you're going to start believing it. And so I think we performed really Really, uh, really well versus Southern California, and I think we got a little bit too big for our britches on the O line. So hopefully, we get back to you know kind of gritting our teeth and make sure no one knows who we are. BYU's offensive line coach Eric Mateos there gritting their teeth. Nobody knows who they are. This is great news. And could you run for 150 yards? I mean, they're exactly where they want to be. Then, according to him, because nobody knows who you are, and nobody thinks you're any good. So you're right where you want to be. <laughs> it's all lining up, baby. And I, I'm very grateful because he, he was saying, at twenty year old, at twenty, if you keep keep being told you're great, you're going to believe it. Well, I thought it was misfortune at the time because when I was twenty, everybody told me I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, it did drive you. And look how it's turned out. You're an award-winning columnist. You've covered a Final Four. Here we are. You've covered the NBA Finals. Oh, I've superseded anything. Yeah. That, uh, you have golfed with a Masters champion. And he's golfed with me, and both of us were equally thrilled. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they're right where they want to be then, man. Nobody uh, really believes in them a whole Man, if they lose this game, they're going to be, what, 2-40 and 40 this season? I mean, we've got them. Probably there. not 2-40, and 40, they, but I they, get they your win. point. The next win doesn't come until spring ball. No, I think I think people automatically think they're going to be five and six and playing for bowl eligibility at San Diego State in the season finale. It's just the same way they thought they were going to start zero four. Thought they were going to lose to Tennessee. Thought they were going to lose to SC. There's no difference. Every time that, when BYU loses, when the schedule comes out for BYU, we've already assigned them five losses, and then if they lose a game, we assign them two or three other losses on top of it. And, you cannot deny that. No, I think that's fair. I was just running through the last that's two years. That's not fair. My statement is accurate, it. but it's not fair. Yes, your statement was fair. It is accurate. It's not fair. It's very unfair. But it's been correct. And the I last hate unfairity. It's <laughs> How do you feel about David Faraday? Love him. Yeah, I know. He's funny. After the 4-9 and then the 7-6, and six, the five losses... It has been accurate. It's played out. Now, three years ago, if you go back, it was 9-4, and, and it didn't play out. Yeah, but the 0-4 was not accurate, and most people assign, oh, they're going to lose all four right. games. They, and if they lose, any time they lose to a non-Power 5, we give them four more losses. So they not only lose that game, they lose the next two or three. And we're, all, well, we're doing it this week. Right. If they lose Saturday... Boom. Boise and Utah State, out of here. And on behalf of the guy driving down the road right now on the way to work who's a BYU fan, don't reach for your phone. Don't pull it out and go to the app and send Yach the take. You're going to say, yeah, and I was right about Northern Illinois last year, and I was right about UMass the year before that. 
great. And the key is last year yep. and the year before that. Not next week or the week after. It is the year before and the year before that. Live your life in the current and plan for the future. Let the past go. Free your soul, people. <laughs> Amen, brother. And now, by the way, back to what Eric was just talking about. That'd be the BYU line coach, Eric Mateos. Get back to being who they are. BYU's 123rd in the country in rushing. They are behind one of your favorite, uh, favorite teams to complain about, San Jose State. Run the ball better than San Jose State. Yeah, actually, San Jose's better than they normally are this year, though. They're 121. It's Three running wins the ball. already for yeah, San Jose. Yeah, they are. They, every once in a while, they get they do. some transfers and whatnot. It all clicks and it comes yeah. together. I mean, there are a lot of kids it. in California. Some of them might want to stay home and play. And they went to Arkansas. Yeah. Then, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen any highlights out of that stadium? The stadium? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, been the they, stadium. They, I know, but they've taken those stands out across the way. It's this big grass berm right now. Yeah, they took they're doing the some re, redoing the stadium somehow. Yeah, it's crazy. Ah, what are you going to do? High school football tonight, because the college games aren't going to do it for you. I don't think you want to watch Syracuse at NC State at 6 o'clock on ESPN or Louisiana Monroe at Texas State at 7.15 on ESPNU. I would recommend the top two teams in the state, PK. Number one, 8-0, Corner Canyon, baby. How do we know they're the top two teams? Oh, because they're using this. RPI uh, ratings. Come yeah, on. they're using the RPI this year. I don't see They did meet. Who was they? And what the is Utah High School Activities Association is seeding the playoff. I go with what I playoff. see. Well, what you've seen well, Corner is Corner Canyon. Is Corner Canyon crush everyone on the way to the state title last year, including beating this? Yeah, I'm not school. I'm not breaking down high school football. And Pleasant Grove six and one with one one point loss. I, I value my job <clears throat> too much to Come be breaking on, I, down high school You've given football. us so much Corner Canyon thing. That's I thought you'd at least fun. I'm and not, I thought I'm, you'd want to have some fun now, but I guess I was wrong. I'm not going to break down high school football. All right. Well, it's tonight at 7 o'clock if you want to watch the two top-ranked teams in 6A. There you are. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Anytime your starting quarterback comes back, you know, guys are going to be excited. The good thing is, the way he looks at it is he wants to come in and do his job. And I, and I don't think guys are looking at it as, now that he's back, all is, we'll be all right. They know that we got a lot to clean up. That's Adam Gase saying the Jets have a lot of work to do, which is kind of obvious because they're 0-4 and they're losing by an average of like 15 points a game. So, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. And good luck now because you got a division game, Thursday night football. Excuse me, the Giants have that, not the Jets. It's the Giants and Patriots tonight. The Jets have their own issues this weekend. they got to play the Cowboys. Giants and Patriots tonight, and it's like a 16-point spread. Going to give it just a brief glance during a commercial break in the playoff game. Expect to see the Patriots up two scores. You freaking right idiot. I'm going to be watching Corner Canyon, who can compete nationally. What's wrong with you? I don't want to talk about high school football. Stuff? I value my job. You're a dope. Man, you're a pompous ass. You are, you are like a running back, just zigging and zagging down the field, spinning defensive backs like a top. I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it. I said I don't want to break it down. Thursday Night Football, Giants and Patriots, Big Fox in the NFL Network. Uh, Vontez Burfecht did appeal that season-long suspension. It's, it's been denied. He's going to miss all of 2019. So He's out! DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. 
spins away from Agakumbo. Over to green left side. Three, no good. And the rebound, Middleton, baseball outlet to Giannis. Only he could raise up high enough to grab it. He does and then lays it up and in. Hesitates, crosses over, falls to the ground, lost the ball. Out of the Kumbo, diving over two guys in a preseason game for the basketball. Now going one-on-one on Davis. To the window, jams it in a foul. If you need a capsule of why he is the MVP and leads this team the way he does, the hardest playing player in the Eastern Conference. Ooh, I got nervous thinking. Wait a second. Above our guys? <laughs> In the Eastern Conference. There's a qualifier coming. Hold okay, on. I got it now. Jazz went to Milwaukee and pretty much got lit up right from the start. It was 20 to 10. I think they were down uh, almost, not quite, I think it was 18 and a half. And they lose 133-99. No Rudy Gobert. He was sitting on the bench. He was hanging out. He didn't play. Joe Ingles didn't yeah, play. Regardless, though. they got smoked. They got to make they some moves, man. 133 is the number of the preseason. They scored 133 points. We're defensive-minded. Yeah, right. Didn't really Bunch of front runners. You've been told since you were 30 how great you are. Nice. Mixing <laughs> BYU storylines with Jazz storylines. Let's see what you do there. Conley and Bogdanovich. Quinn Snyder's going to bring the Donovich. Quinn Snyder's <laughs> going to bring the Cougars' old line coach up for a pregame speech Monday before they play Sacramento. Mike Cantley, not Conley. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're just coming up with these in. <laughs> Breakfast of champions, PK at his Wheaties. And Rick Donovich, I think mean, they were combined 0 of 14. What better time to throw up a bunch of missed shots in the preseason? Fire, misfire away. Now's the time. <laughs> Now's the time. Because yeah. we're going to forget all of this. Well, yeah, obviously they're going to do what they do. And I'm not going to make any judgments on some preseason game when. Come on, what's the point? I mean, I know what the point is, but what's the point of making judgments on preseason games is what I'm saying. Especially veteran guys. Maybe some younger guys who are trying to make a ball club or trying to find a way in a rotation. I get that. Looking at you, Tony Bradley. But not all these other dudes who've been around for years and are proven commodities. I'm not worried about them. I'm not going to judge them. What's it start? In 13 days? Yes, you're correct. Then it's on. Then we'll make judgments every single game. We'll come in here if they if they're if Bogdanovich and Conley are 0 for 14 combined, we'll rip them. Talk all about it. If they are lighting it up and playing great D and moving the ball, then they'll get praise. So they they decide what we say basically, and I think more often than not, we're going to be saying good things. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I can disagree with everything you say. I have the right to do that. And I have the right to say so, you know. Um, And that's good. That's good. That's what this country is about. Freedom of speech. And and we should always have freedom of speech. That's Doc Rivers. Everyone's beating around the bush or having nothing to say. It's clear whether the message was spoken or unspoken. Don't talk directly about China and Hong Kong. Uh, Gordon and I hit this in contention. You go on our website and all these other places, and we we taped us. Uh, what would you call it? Edition, podcast. Edition. Podcast. Yeah, I know. But I was looking a new episode. Episode is what the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, and we were talking about that, and then you know he's saying, "Well, Steve Kerr." I don't want to give all it away because I want you to listen to it, obviously, because for every hit, I get uh, 100 bucks. <laughs> Dang, I want your deal. <laughs> yeah, really. It's written in there. What can I tell you? <laughs> but uh, to tell you my status, Gordon gets 150. 
<laughs> you get gas money? <laughs> I got to go to his house. He's not coming to you. I, 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 <laughs> I mentioned that with the start of the podcast. Yeah, but how do you handle that? Because you know, high above the east side, and we're in the west wing of his house, looking down upon you people. <laughs> Did you hear all that? Oh, I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. it was. Actually, really interesting conversation you guys had, for sure. Thank you. So, we're talking about this. He's saying, well, Steve Kerr, you know, he has the right not to speak. I said, yeah, he does. And that's essentially basically what Doc Rivers is saying. But at the same time, it just looks bad because you're following money trails. Well, there's no money trail in him speaking up against Trump. I said, come on, Gordon. He's in the Bay Area. It's one of the most liberal areas in the country. So, by him blasting Trump virtually every day... That's, he's appealing to the constituency of the NBA player, by and large, and the community. You don't see Quinn Snyder doing it. It's not going to fly here. So there is money. The Warriors stand to make money, actually, the more he rips Trump, because that's going to ingratiate people to him, because the Bay Area is one of the more liberal areas in the country. And now this thing they're playing right now, the Nets and the Lakers, and the Chinese government has said that they can do no interviews? Yep. And they go along with it? Yep. The game is going on literally. It's in the middle yeah. of the third quarter right there's, now. There's no media availability. The commissioner was supposed to have media availability. That's not what happening. What the hell is that? That is the way China wants it, and they want China's money, and there you go. That, that, it just looks worse. I agree. They look like a bunch of little boys. That was Trump yesterday. <laughs> Take no going off the curve. Said he looked like a little little boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and this thing isn't going to change. Just and I'm okay with it, but don't act like you're so woke on all these other social issues. It, it's not. It doesn't jive. You see it differently. It doesn't. It it doesn't. But that is what it's going to be. But Do I you think, think it's going to tone back all the other stuff. Because they know how bad it looks, but they're caught now. It loses their credibility There's, going forward. That's, to me, that's what it does. There was, yeah. Okay. They still have that's the right a, yeah. either to speak out or, or not, not to speak, speak out. out. So be it. But it, people are going to look at them differently. It neuters what they were yeah. trying to do it, in the first place. It takes a dent a, in the credibility when they talk about other things going forward. There's a story. And I don't mind them talking about other things going forward. There's a story out that NBA teams are planning, not for this year's salary cap, but for next year's cap, to take a 10 to 15% hit based on how things go in China. You know, if China, Understood. over what happens the next year, is China going to say, okay, you can't do e-commerce, you can't sell jerseys here. We'll pull all your games off the air. That's or, a lot of know, dough. Whatever, right. And so for a lot of teams, because they're signing players to multi-year deals in that crazy summer last summer, they're already committed, so I think there's right now, and of course trades can change all this. It can eat up cap room or open up cap room. But right now, there's about, the story said there were about eight teams that had significant cap room going forward. And, this is and if they take the, a 10 or 15% hit, there aren't going to be any. It's all based on one tweet by a GM? Yeah. That was something like uh, right. uh, pro-democracy stand, for Hong Kong? Stand for democracy, support Hong Kong. That seems pretty innocuous in the world that we live in. It is. And <laughs> the world I'm grateful to live in. In a world that has a First Amendment and free speech. Yeah, and Whereas free over there, the uh, government says, don't uh, say that. And, everything and that's comes extreme. To free, free speech is always interesting. But the government doesn't get to bring everything to a screeching halt. Oh, I know. The government's not stopping games because of what Steve Because nobody says. really has free speech. 
in the truest form of free speech. But it comes to the government regulating it. You're right. If you go out and say something in the middle of the town square, you can be held accountable. A business could stop doing business with you. That doesn't change. Yeah, well, no, people don't have free speech at work. But you're not going to be locked up. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to be fired, which could be you worse. You can be fired. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Kelly's one-strike pitch. Swinging a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals' dugout. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam. Here in the 10th inning of Game 5, the Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. What a comeback. The Nationals knocked the Dodgers out, and it's a home run by a guy who came up through the Angels organization. Played in Orm. Played, uh, yeah, played in Orem and in Salt Lake. Came through. Played, and, played in Salt Lake for sure, yeah. yeah you know, with, I, because I think he met a gal down there that he married out of Orem. I didn't know that part. I knew he played uh, for the Owls. Yeah, that's what I heard way back when. I saw him play in Orem. From the Angels to the Dodgers to the Phillies to the Nats, and he beats his old team and knocks him out of the playoffs with a grand slam in the 10th. Watching that, it felt to me like they were beat with the back tag. Did you think after it went 3-3 the Dodgers were going to win? It just felt like I was sitting there waiting for the Nationals to score and win the game. Okay. well I kind of thought it was going to happen in the ninth, and obviously I was wrong about that. I've never felt as bad, and I throw this out as far as who your person is, I've never felt as bad for a professional player than I did for Kershaw. I've never, ever. There's never been. What's the worst you've ever felt for a player? I've never felt as bad as I did for Kershaw, seeing because him sitting in the sitting, dugout. I was going to say, why? Sitting in the dugout, the... Everything. The, uh, the, the repeated failures in the postseason. Yeah. This again, this is his legacy. He can't shake it. You know, Dave Roberts had something to do with it. He got eaten the K in the seventh, and then in the eighth, he leads him off against Rendon, yeah. who is a viable MVP candidate. He probably won't get it, but if you were going to have the playoff, he would get it. And so why was he? But you could have been in Maeda. Then they got that other left-hander that you could have had to pick, pitch to Soto. So I don't know that Kershaw should have been in that situation. And then Jansen is the, not brought in until the damage is already done. Joe Kelly has sucked for the whole season. Pedro Martinez is on the post-game show, and I don't usually watch that stuff. But I just left the game off, and I had or left the channel on the game it was on. I had to go do something. I came back, and Pedro Martinez is in the middle of going to town on Dave Roberts. Yeah. He was going to town. He's going to defend he pitchers. Had, he had no business being in the game in the eighth inning. That may have been Sheffield who said that. But, I mean, the two of them were just completely just like, okay, bring him in for one batter, but that's it. He came in to get the guy he got. He should not have come back right. in the eighth inning. So Roberts has to answer for that. Uh, Dodger bats went awfully silent. Oh, yeah, but they threw one lead and then nothing. They I've never felt that bad. He's the worst I've ever Did, felt for in all these years. The, the second home run was a bad pitch. I mean, it was up. It was middle third of the plate. It was inside middle third. But the first home run, it was a ball, wasn't it? It was either a knee-high strike. I thought it was low. It was a ball. I couldn't believe it got hit out of the yard. You shouldn't have been pitching to him. He shouldn't have been in. Ma- Maeda, who came in and then struck out everybody. Uh, with his stuff that was going on. So it's just just awful. Did you give the Cardinals about half an inning? Or were you late to the TV and it was already 10 nothing? 
That was unbelievable. That game was over as it started. I Top have of the never first. seen in all my years a manager make defensive replacements in the bottom of the first. <laughs> it's brand new. Yeah, the bottom of the first. He made two because de- he started a couple guys on offense. Carpenter sucks at third base, and uh, they put Fowler back into right field. They made two defensive replacements in the bottom of the first, and all but one run of the Dodger. Washington game was on home runs, if I remember, and none of the 10 runs came on home runs in the Cardinals. It's, it's just, that's why baseball is is what it is, man. When you watch a football game, you're going to see Tom Brady throw touchdown passes. When you watch a basketball game, you're going to see the best players dominate. They always do. And baseball, you have no idea who's going to be the hero. Who's going to be the GOAT? It can be an anonymous guy, yeah. some role player. I mean, not that Kendrick isn't anonymous, but he's certainly not a star by any stretch. He is a, he's a quality major leaguer and has been for a number of years. He's had a long career. And then did you hear the uh, the dude, uh, one of the guys on the Cardinals, put out the uh, speech that uh, uh, Schlitt gave? Streaming it after the game, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, the Cardinals manager? Profanity. The Braves started some bleep. We finished the bleep. <laughs> and the outfielder was uh, uh, streaming it, as Yuck says. And that's how we roll. No one Fs with us ever. We don't give a bleep who we play. We're going to bleep them up. We're going to take it right to the whole bleeping way. We're going to kick their bleeping bleep. (laughs) This thing is being streamed. (laughs) Welcome to the locker room, kids. You ever hear the phrase locker room talk? This would be one example. There are others. Hopefully you won't hear them. And he has no idea that it's being streamed. No idea that he's got a... So they made a rookie mistake. Uh, what was his name? A- Arizino? Arizino? Why would you think you should be streaming that? I don't know, because it's that generation. Yeah. I'll stream everything, huh? Yeah. Cardinals 91 wins, Nationals 93 wins. They were hardly the big dogs during the regular season, but there they are in the National League Championship Series. All right, DJ and PK, that is what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Dustin Smith, quarterback elite. He's trained Jaron Hall for years. He's going to talk to us about what we should expect from Jaron Hall as he makes his first college start at South Florida. And then at 9 o'clock, Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, stops by. And we'll chat with him after the blood of Milwaukee before the trip to New Orleans. Get some preseason takes from Bowler. Maybe he can help us with the question of the day. We'll get to that when we come back. Expectations for Dante Exum this year. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? It's a vibe. What are the expectations? We'll get to that coming up. Phone lines are open, 855-340-ZONE. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic, send it to us. Y'all could get it on the air. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Utah Jazz lose 133-99 to to the Milwaukee Bucks. Tony Bradley led the way with 17 points and 10 rebounds. Donovan Mitchell only played in the first half. He finished with 14 points. Nobody else is in double figures. Mike Conley was 0 for 6. The Jazz now head to New Orleans for a preseason game tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Listen to it on The Zone. Lakers and Nets playing in Shanghai right now. No media availability for players, coaches, or NBA commissioner Adam Silver at the behest of the Chinese government. Major League Baseball, Astros and Rays today Game 5 of their American League Division Series. It's 5 o'clock on FS1. Garrett Cole starts for Houston against Tyler Glasnow for Tampa Bay. Thursday night football, Giants and Patriots, 6-20 tonight. Watch it on Fox NFL Network. Listen to it on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Ken Garf, West Valley Jeep. Stop by during Jeep Adventure Days and take advantage of our special offers on select new models. Whatever you're looking for, we'll have it at West Valley Jeep. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Were you too school for cool or were you too cool for school? I was neither, man. I was scared to death to get a B. Ma was like, oh, yeah, your mom. <laughs> you have no life if you get less than a 3-0. <laughs> so I just didn't test it. And then I tried to throw some BS past her on a midterm and she didn't like that. I tried to tell her like, okay, mom, you know how you say not to get too upset because, you know, it's only halftime. Well, you know, it's kind of like the midterms. It's only halftime. <laughs> and so she said, you want, you want me to show you what that halftime speech probably looked like. <laughs> Did she like fill up a bunch of Gatorade paper cups and have a cooler out on the giant dining room table and then, and then throw it over? My hand, Stack remember. of towels, flap them against the wall. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Question of the morning. Up all night on Facebook. What are your expectations for Dante Exum this season? Mine are very low. I was going to say not much. Unfortunately. Please stay healthy. If he wasn't the fifth pick, would he be on the team? Not at $9.6 million. Now, if he weren't the fifth pick and he weren't at $9.6 million, would they gamble on him because they like his size and his length and his athletic ability if they're only making $3 million? Okay, maybe then he'd be on the team if he's making what is, in NBA terms, a very small number, 2 or $3 million bucks a year. But at $9.6 million, not the fifth pick, yeah, I can see where they would have tried to move him. Or not resign him, just let him go. Last year, 42 games. The year before that, 14. The year before that, 66. So he's played a little less than a season and a half in the last three years. And then if you go back four years, he didn't play at all that year. That was the year he wrecked his knee and had to rehab all year. Right. So those are not encouraging numbers. When he was healthy at the end of that 2017-18 season, I thought we saw the glimpses, and those glimpses are probably, and that potential is probably why he got he got the money he got, he got the years he got, and he's still on the team now. Well, I think he got all those because he was the fifth pick, and it's Dennis's highest pick, right? Uh, yeah, I think Dennis Cantor is a higher pick, but that goes back to Kevin O'Connor, right? Am I missing anybody else? Is there another high pick in there? No. And the best you can say is he's shown glimpses. Yeah. That's not enough. I know. 
No, it's, it's what I said. It's 14 games. And even in those 14 games, it's a part-time role. He's playing a little less than 17 minutes a game. And he got hurt again. And that is why we have very low expectations yeah. going into this year. It's a shame, but you got to be real here. Yeah. I can, I can lie. And, and, and he's had. I mean, there's guys. Fan. There's guys who have injuries, and they're they just don't seem to heal. And he has major injuries. And even with the injuries aside, is he a big time player? That's all speculation. I mean, at this point, at 23, I think we're usually pretty good at identifying big-time well, players. Has he shown you anything that would allow you to think he's a big-time player? The best I could say is he's shown me stuff that maybe he could be. That's the strongest A big-time player? Know. In today's NBA game? Not at all. Right now, as a permanent player, career, can't shoot career arc. I would say, can he be Sean Livingston? No, that's like the highest I could go. And I mean, I didn't even pick an NBA starter. I picked a guy who was a very valuable backup on a really good team. I would take Sean Livingston in an instant. Yeah, just retired. He had a massive injury himself. He did, uh, but still, he came back, and you know, I think he was like the fourth pick. He played at a high level in big games. And everybody's looking for guys who he's good enough. have size, have skill. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get one of those guys, you don't want to give up on him. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Compounding a mistake makes it worse. If he has another injury this year, do they move him for some team that's looking for cap space in another year? Because I kind of think that's how it plays out. Well... I mean, that's Why what we're essentially saying. Is out himself. We're sitting here. If what? Let you, you just, if you're, they're looking for cap space because he has a, an expiring contract. Well, let it play out yourself and you get the expiring contract. That's interesting. That's a different question than the one we're having here. I wonder if they want cap space or if they'd rather do what they did with Conley and flip it for a player under contract who they think is good and not have to compete out there on the free agent Yeah, but market. you're not going to get any. What are you going to get? If you can get Mike Conley, sure. Amen. <laughs> well, he's a $30 million guy. This would be, you'd be working with about $10 million. I mean, maybe you'd be working with 12 what? or 14 A used car would be something that you can get that... You're, you, whatever you can get on the market, you can probably still get, with or without this kid. Unless he shows up, man, and all that athletic ability is harnessed, and his health, knock on wood, hopefully for him, is there. But can he shoot? And he's got some skill, but does he have frontline skill? Uh, no. I mean, in the modern-day NBA, he's, he's not a good three-point shooter. I mean, they were trying to get him, and he just hasn't played enough for us to see it. I mean, they've been, we've heard how much he's been working on the three-point shooting. You know, can they get him so he has a corner three? Can they put him on the floor and have him run the pick-and-roll so he's not the spot-up guy? Right, who cares if he has a corner three? I don't, right. That's not what I want him doing anyway. Well, except if, you, if he's on the floor and you want Donovan Mitchell to run a pick-and-roll, now he is the spot-up guy. I don't want him to be a spot-up guy. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> so I don't I'm want him you. standing there he's a career, shooting a corner three. He's a career 30% three-point shooter. His, that's not his. That's a complete and total misuses of his talent. I'd much rather have it the other way. Have him, that's what he can do, and have Donovan Mitchell being the spot-up guy. I'll take that. 
nine times out of ten. That that's a productive offensive set right there, because the kid can. He's got some speed and quickness and agility that is really impressive. So, if he's healthy, I, I can see him having a role on a very good team. I don't know that he'll ever be a big time player. I don't want to act like it's a, it's a just cast him off. He's got no value whatsoever. I don't believe that. I don't know that he can ever be a front line player. And as I look at the draft, the year that they drafted him, I don't know there was really any front line players that went after him. So it's not necessarily a bad draft. Uh, you mean it's not a bad draft pick because it is a bad draft. But pick, yeah. I mean, that whole draft, uh, Embiid, I'm looking at it, 19, or 2014. Wiggins went first. He had, who's he playing for now? Minnesota? He hadn't done a whole lot. He's still with the Timberwolves. Uh, Jabari Parker, is, he's had massive major he's injuries. blown out his knee twice. Embiid, Two Aaron Gordon, knee. he's all right. Aaron but, Gordon is like a taller Dante Exum. But all sorts of athletic ability, but what skill do you actually have outside of that athletic ability? He showed off a decent jumper last yeah, he's year. He's all right, but Orlando has been he's been in the league the yeah, same amount of years. He's been in Orlando. Orlando yeah. done. I mean, he was the fourth pick. And that was the surprise pick. Marcus Smart, Randall, uh, TJ Warren, Levine, Levine, whatever pronunciation he has these days. Levine. Uh, Rodney Hood. In that same draft, Clint Capella, he was a, he's a player. C.J. Wilcox out of Pleasant Grove. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in the second round. Uh, that was a nice pick uh, by Detroit. Now he's playing with the uh, Nets. He's, he's actually handling the ball right as you speak. And there's somebody else who went in the second round who's not bad. <laughs> who's either the best or second best pick of the yeah. draft. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets, winner, pick number 41. I would assume he would go first or second, as you said. Uh, Embiid probably won. He and Embiid would be the guys. You'd have to think so, yeah. So wasn't necessarily a bad draft pick because it's not like there were a ton of guys available. And literally the entire league, and not only once but almost twice, missed on Jokic. He went 41st. So as uh, the international dude out of Serbia, and he's certainly blossomed. He's a heck of a player. Got to give it to him. Uh, but I, I just don't know. Do, do, do you cut ties? Do, how, you folks out there in Jazzland, because it's all opinion at this point, have you had enough of Dante Exum? Hit us up on Twitter, at David DJ James. Call 855-340-ZONE. Because there's a fair amount of reaction, wasn't there? What, there's plenty of reaction. What are your expectations for Dante Exum this season? Facebook post coming in uh, overnight. Uh, they're along the same lines. It's just how nice are people and how bitter are people. Uh, uh, bitter doesn't even necessarily mean bitter. I mean, it just can be frustration, and yeah. they're a fully invested fan, so you have that right to have that emotion. If you are going to games and buying merchandises, why not? If you don't, can't afford either of those, which is just fine, and unfortunately, but you're watching them on TV, uh, you have that right, and that's what this sports radio is about, to voice your opinion. Because you really care. If you really care, if you take cheap shots, I don't have any time for that. But if you really care, you have a right to voice your opinion. Karen, my expectation is for him to make it through the whole season. Exclamation point. Hmm, He's in front of the TV for a lot of those games. Is that expectation? Is that a realistic expectation? That's a hope, but I don't know that it's an expectation. 
I hope for no injuries to everyone. Francis, move out of Utah and give the Jazz a refund. A little more bitterness, a little more frustration there. Yeah. I mean, and then he's not ready to go in either exhibition game so far. When? Scott says to get injured and hardly play much of the season. That's unfortunate, but I don't know that I can necessarily argue. David says none. With expectations come disappointment. We should all hold our collective breath. And that got three thumbs up. I put Gary Harris in there, too. He went 19th to Denver. That was good. Denver had a nice draft. Denver had a nice draft. 40% of their starting lineup there. The rest of the league was flailing about, but Denver was killing it. Oh, and Denver also took with the 16th pick, Nurkic. Who they ended up moving to Portland because... Yeah. The 41st pick was better than the 16th pick. Yeah, much like uh, Gobert and Cantor. Yeah, similar deal there. Angel, we wish him the best and just pray he stays healthy. Now, you sure that's not on hell? It could be on hell. I don't know. Because knowing you, you're pretty white. There it is. I went with Angel. <laughs> but it could be on hell. <laughs> And what did Angel Angel say? Angel Angel said, we wish him the best and just pray he stays healthy. All right, that's fair. Spencer, unpopular opinion here. I love the guy. I think he can be a solid contributor. I expect my number 11 jersey to not sit in the back corner of my closet. Well, I don't think there's any question he can be a solid contributor. I would agree with that. But not a frontline player. No. Which the way the roster is built with Mitchell and they don't Conley, really need it. They don't yeah. need him to be a frontline right. player. Right. They need him to come in and give him fifteen to twenty minutes. Especially now when you have a smaller starting backcourt and Exum is not a smaller man. No. And they're gonna need it to match up. He's got tons of size, he's got tons of reach, you know, all those measurable things. He's Height and length. off <laughs> yeah. the chart on that. And they have a smaller backcourt in Conley and Mitchell when the game is growing bigger and those two guys, then neither of them are six four, right? And uh, Exum, 6'6", six, six, and plays bigger. I mean, he's 6'6", six, 6'9", six, six, with the afro. You know what I mean? That's Fletch, people. Dan, <laughs> there's an old saying in the world of basketball by its creator James Naismith, and I quote, what? I'm sure that no man can drive more pleasure from money or power than I do from seeing a pair of basketball goals in some out-of-the-way place. Be strong in body, clean in mind, lofty in ideals. The invention of basketball was not an accident. Dante Exum, however, end quote, close quote. Dante Exum, however, is a big accident waiting to happen. Well, yeah, I knew he was going to accident yeah, Dan, Dan set up and then boom, But I was. must say, you do not need to say Fletch. Every single listener knows that reference. Every single one. Every single one, 100% knows six whatever, you add three or four inches, and then you qualify it with the afro, and they immediately know that it's Fletch. Every single one. Yuck, do all of your friends know? I believe everybody over 40 knows, but Every I'm not convinced one. that everybody in their 20s the knows. The Fletch is a Hatch family favorite, so I've known it from a young age. I've got a bunch of buddies who do know the reference, though. Of course. But that's not all. That's not all of them. I know a couple that about, but they're not, up. Yeah, but they're not listening they, now. I said every listener. I would guess that every 90%. Listener. Yeah. He just downgraded you to 90. Irregardless. I'm putting it <laughs> accurate. Who's the one who's the columnist of the year who was trained by Walter? Not you, not you, not you, you, and you. Me. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. I expect that Dante Exum will have a breakout year that gets cut short from a freaking injury. Is that the worst case scenario? That he plays great and then gets hurt? Or no. is the worst case scenario that he plays poorly yeah. and then gets hurt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I can see where Jazz fans, just the frustration in that guy's voice, finally, there it is. That's the guy Dennis was telling us about. I'm seeing him. This is what, uh. Well, I'd rather have him. As long as you're playing great, that's. That's good. That, that's that's a good start. I have to see what the injury is, when it occurs, how long he'd be out, whatnot. Yeah. Something will happen. We always talk 70 games, you can play 70 out of 82. Mike Conley had injury problems for three years, and he had some surgery to fix that, and it seemed like it paid off. He was back to 70 games last year, 33 minutes. That's good. Yeah. And take that. That's close enough. I mean, you'd love Stockton and Malone, 36 minutes at 82 games, but yeah, that's not realistic anymore. Mark Eaton. Thurl. Big Mark. They all did it. Thurl played 84 games. 83 or 84? I think it was 84. 84 games. 84, yeah. Played 84 out of 82 on an Ironman. Alex tweets at us, Dante is an elite perimeter defender. That is his skill. Shouldn't get too, shouldn't get too hung up on the offense. Well, we're saying he can be a productive player in your rotation. Absolutely, Yes. Fritz says, uh, I expect about the same as he played the Milwaukee game, which is nothing. Lots of funny gifts. Jaden's on the open mic. I really like Dante Exum and what he can do. The uh, injuries have been disappointing. But, man, a couple years ago in the playoffs when he was guarding James Harden, he frustrated Harden more than anyone else ever has. It's funny is we're always going to go back to that. Yes. And I don't want to always go back to that. Yes, because that means that nothing good has happened since then. Right. We will go back to the most recent thing. So something good can happen. And in that very time, he got hurt again. Him running pick and rolls against Oklahoma City. Wasn't it a hammy? And scoring, I think so. Him running pick and rolls against Oklahoma City and scoring. And then him defending well in the Houston series. There's the memories. Right, but I don't want to always go back to that. Devin says, what do you expect? I expect him to just stay healthy. That's one of the things I don't expect. (laughs) I think that's more what he wants. I'll take anything if he's healthy. Nate, I hope he shows us something. I think he's a bust. Yeah, well, I think you can argue that he is a bust. Uh, And a lot of that is due to the injury. And just in the way the game has changed since he's been in the league. This is his fifth year. Shooting is just so yeah, I mean, valuable. It's incredible. Yeah. Craig says measurables mean nothing because we were talking about the fact that he's 6'6 and his wingspan's longer than his size. Measurables mean nothing if you are not playing. Well, obviously, nothing means nothing if you're not playing. Wes says, I expect him to tease us with a couple good weeks and then suffer a season ending injury. <laughs> is this his last shot? 
with the Jazz. Anyway. I don't. I don't know anything. Uh, so you just qualified right there. I don't know. Any, I've had zero conversations on this. Just gut instinct and feel is that this season's his last shot with the Jazz, but he gets a shot next year with somebody else if this year goes sideways. Yeah. If, he, if he has a good year with the Jazz, I think he, I think, you know, to your point, has he gotten the benefit of the doubt because he's a number five pick and they really think they see something in him? And I'd say and yes. And he's Dennis's pick and they right. haven't changed management. So there's and a so, sense of loyalty, which right. is natural. I get it. I don't and, have a problem with that. If he's, if he's mostly healthy and plays pretty well, I think he'll get the benefit of the doubt again that he can do better. We'll hear it. Well, oh, now he's sure. got some yeah, games yeah, under yeah. his belt. I'd want that. Because he's played, he hasn't played quite a season and a half in the last four years. If he gives us 65 games and plays well, plays pretty well as a guy off the bench, bring him back for sure. And yeah. I would, and I I would, would expect be all they over would. that. I would expect they would. But if there's another injury and it's 24 games, or he doesn't play well. And he can't, not necessarily blame it on injury, but, he but just attribute doesn't. it to injury. And he's just not playing well. For you know, he's lost. Britton Covey lost a lot of his athletic ability, and and he needs more time to get it back through his injuries. Right, so he's going to take this season off. Well, if these injuries have taken a toll on Exum's athletic ability, and he can't do what he used to do. And I don't know that's the case. I'm just guessing here. Yeah. And we see that he just can't do it. He doesn't have that explosion to the basket or that lateral quickness to to stay in front of people the way he, you know, we've seen him do and all that stuff. If that's not there, that could lead to a departure, too. Join hands with Scotty Friday, October 11th from 12 to 3. That's tomorrow. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, no surgery, and no needles. All right, more of your reaction coming up. And you might feel bad for Dante, and you might feel bad for a guy we watched last night, Clayton Kershaw. Who else do you feel bad for? We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.